Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is a Gooner to Gooner special. This time I'm chatting to Big Steve. Big Steve is one of our bloggers and also one of the panellists that joins us on the podcast occasionally. Sit back, have a listen and enjoy. Good morning and welcome to another Gooner to Gooner. This time it is Big Steve. Steve, Hello. how are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Not too bad. And you've heard a couple of these already because we've had a, a couple out and there's some more in, in, in the bag or in the cans, as I say, technically. Um, yeah. That are coming out and drip fed right through between now and Christmas. Just to get getting to know who the guys on the podcast are, who some of the bloggers on the on the gunsandyellowribbons.com site are. And just a view from being a gooner. So... The first question on the list is, who are you? Oh, I'm Big Steve. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously my name is Steve, uh, Steve Warrington. I'm big. I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much me. <laughs> and what do you do, Steve? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a student at the moment um, and, a, and a full-time musician. Um, I play guitar, play bass, sing and write my own music. Um so so yeah, really, I try and focus on doing as much music as I can that's that's paying, um, and yeah, do that alongside uni, which I'm also studying music. So, what type of music do you do? I take it you're not a rapper. <laughs> no, um, although if you do go on Spotify and look for Big Steve or online, there is a couple of other Big Steves that are rappers. And I, I do sometimes make the make the joke at a gig, you know, if if you go on Spotify or iTunes and look for Big Steve, I'm not the big black rapper, um, which obviously is obvious if you're at the gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, sort of my my own stuff is sort of acoustic. I I would sort of label it alternative pop because it's not quite sort of indie. It's not quite. Um, it's 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 hard to sort of put a. If you were to liken yourself to um, a current pop star, who would you say you're closest to? Oh, um, I would I would kind of have to say it's sort of like a. I'm sort of somewhere in the weird void between like Ben Howard, Ed Sheeran, and um, I, I don't know. It's such, it's such a hard question because I'm not like Ben Howard. I'm not like Ed Sheeran, but it's sort of like there's a mix of, of cause obviously it's acoustic based. But then, I mean, I've got a song that sounds very Paul Simon esque. Oh, sort of when, when I've yeah, so like once the once the band are in and I've sort of built up the the rest of the track, it sort of sounds very Graceland. So it's it's a tough one. It's a real real tough one to label, but um. I, yeah, I just try and try and do what I do, and it ends up sounding how it sounds. And any any of it got any fame for you at all? Um, funny, a little bit. Um, so a couple of years ago, BBC Radio Five uh, were doing interviews in Ramsgate when um when Nigel Farage was was running for the UKIPs, um, and so they were doing interviews with local businesses, and there's a there's a little venue down here called the Roundsgate Music Hall and they won enemy small venue of the year and it's sort of a real real nice place uh tucked out of the way um but they came to the Roundsgate Music Hall and asked them if they were, if they knew anyone that could write a song 
they went to uh, a friend of mine that runs sort of a local academy and agency map um, who then asked me, he was like, oh, Steve, you know, do you reckon you could write a song before Monday? And this was on the Saturday evening. So I was oh, like, shit. no pressure then. No, <laughs> none at all. Um, so I was just like, it's like, yeah, okay. I'll write a song about Ramsgate before Monday. Um, so I did that, wrote the song. It's called In Ramsgate. Um, and they came along and they sort of did some interviews with local businesses, did an interview with Ivan at MAP, did an interview with a couple of us that were there on the Academy, recorded the song. Um, and then so I used to play that at gigs and whatnot. And, and it sort of went down as, you know, always went down well. Um, the sort of the choruses were because uh, a few uh, at the time we we had just got planning permission for the new Mega Weatherspoons, um, which is the biggest pub in the country, the biggest spoons in the world technically because they're only in the UK. Um, but uh, came along, uh, recorded it. I then spent the the couple of years leading up to the opening of the Mega Spoons to try and get in touch with Weatherspoons and a few weeks before they finally got back to me took a you know come down took a few pictures did an interview I was in the Weatherspoons magazine um and then somehow the sun picked up on it um and credited you me you can't say you're in the sun shock <sighs> that rag I get slagged off every time I put up anything from the sun <laughs> I, I know it's it's not good but I I didn't even know about it like what happened was my mum woke me up, phoned me up because my stepdad gets the sun on a on a on a weekend. He gets the uh, gets the local paper in the week and then the sun on the weekend. Um, and she phoned me up saying, "Oh, you know, you're in the paper. You're in the." Pa-. I was like, what, "What paper?" Like thinking, "What? How have you like thinking that she's got a local paper, um, local to me? Cause she she lives in Sunderland, so I'm down in I'm down in Kent." And I and so I was so confused because I'd just been woken up to be told I'm in the paper. And so I've, I've like, what, 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 what? And she's like, oh, you're in the sun. George has got the sun and you're in the sun. And I was like, fuck off. Like, no way. <laughs> so I, I was just like, right, I'm phoning you back. Went down the shop. Because um, I, I, there's a bought shop. 15 just... copies of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only bought two. Um, <laughs> I, I, I ain't spending that much on, as you say, on that rag. I, but um went down and had this little article on the side side of the sun on one of the pages um crediting me for the spoon misquoting me obviously as they do um and i was just like i was like this is this is insane so the, the, the big question is you know you get a nando's black card if you're famous <laughs> yeah have you got a spoons black card no i haven't Car, oh, gotta get it's... on to spoons about that because then you could buy all the drinks up in in the coronet when we meet in a couple of weeks oh is, is the coronet a spoons yeah I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's that's an ex-cinema. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, met Johnny up there the other week. Uh, Johnny from the food bank and um, and Ivan. When I came up to see see the Blackpool game. Um, but uh, and you even nicked a seat in the end, didn't you? Yeah, the, the chances of that are sixty thousand seats, and, and you end up picking his one. Yeah, he he was like, oh, I I, I think it was block eight. Um. I can't, I can't remember, but he was, he was like, oh yes, it's that, and I was like, I was like, all right, whereabouts, and he was like, sort of in the middle, I was like, yeah, I see, that's where, where I've got, I said, you know, it's good, good seats. Um, so, so listen, how, how and why, you say your mum's in Sunderland, uh, how did you end up at Arsenal, 
are being an Arsenal fan. Right. Well, my mum's from Hackney. So my nan was born in Sunderland. um, And her, I mean, her dad played for Sunderland, but he died down in the pits um, just before her eighth birthday. So obviously, I mean, she, she, she had a big family. I think she had three three brothers maybe yeah three three brothers and her um which i mean at the time was was probably pretty big um and so they they moved down they moved down to london because there was there was no work up there obviously it was very industrial um so she she moved out my great nan moved down to london um so my nan grew up in london uh and then obviously my mum was was from from the east end my granddad was a Londoner, uh, and he was always Arsenal. My mum was Arsenal. When I was a kid, my brother was Arsenal. Um, close family friends were Arsenal. My best friend at school was was Arsenal. Uh, so I so saw- it was almost a given for you to become Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, my my dad was West Ham, but he wasn't very into football. Um, obviously, my nan being Sunderland, but me not really having an idea of Sunderland. Uh, I have got a picture though. My first football kit was a Sunderland kit, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I grew up. Um, and whenever there was football on the TV, I you know I used to like seeing obviously the Henri goals, Carnu. Um, sort of one of my earliest memories was because my brother just got the. It was I think it was the gold Sega um, Sega sponsored kit. Yeah, and- that was there. The Will Tour we won when we won it at. Um- Old Trafford that year, didn't we? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he got he got that, and I wanted the Carnu. I wanted Carnu on the back, um, and and it's and it's mad because I don't remember much about Arsenal from from that era. I just remember liking Arsenal and everyone around me liking Arsenal. But I remember Carnu. I remember. I mean, my brother had these cool um, coat hangers, so they were like had the heads of football players on. Okay. Um, so so yeah, he had he had a coat hanger with David Seaman on, like David Seaman's head and Ian Wright. And obviously at the time Ian Wright had done the Chicken Tonight advert. So I used to used to love that whenever that came on. Um Do you know the one I'm on about? Uh the I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. And he's in his in his like posh velvet jacket and Vaguely, vaguely. Uh, I'll, I'll have to send it, but I mean, I, I remember seeing that, and that was that was great. Obviously, as a sort of five, six year old. So, you, um, are you a Hackney boy then as well? No, I'm. I'm from Watford. <laughs> oh Christ! Okay, so your 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 nan's from Sunderland. You go up to Sunderland all the time. You're from Watford, and you live down in Ramsgate. Uh, Mum's from Hackney, and you end up being an Arsenal fan. Fuck me, you're confusing me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is a bit confusing. Um. But yeah, the whole the whole Watford thing it never even crossed my mind. I wasn't I wasn't really aware at the time that Watford sort of had a had a football team. Um, although I was born right in the hospital, right next to Vicarage Road, uh, but you never sort of used to go to that part of town, so I wasn't really aware. And it was only when um, I mean Saracens the premiership rugby team they they came to our school when i was sort of at the same age so i'd already started to like arsenal um and they gave away some tickets and uh we me my brother and my cousin went to see uh saracens at vicarage road and it was then that i realized oh there's a 
there's a Watford football team, but my my cousin and my brother were like, yeah, but they're rubbish, they're rubbish. So never even crossed my mind to to support Watford. I'd already already liked Arsenal. Um, I mean, my mum's got a knitted sort of old teddy that my great nan made. Um, and it's in the sort of red and white and he's got a little football in his hands and it's called Charlie George. So I, I, I mean, before I even knew who Charlie George was, I knew that Charlie George was an Arsenal player because of this teddy that my mum's got. Okay. Um, so, I mean, Arsenal's always been, always been in the family. Um, yeah, Watford never even crossed the mind. I mean, I use Watford occasionally on FIFA or whatever, but just not, not for me. And And I think it's... It's one of those things. If they would back down in the championship, I'd, you'd have I them mean, as a, your championship team or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, when when they were sort of pushing for promotion, I sort of you know if they were on the telly, I'd watch them. If they were you know if they were doing whatever, I'd always check out what happened. Yeah, keep an eye on the scores, but nothing yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my college tutor was as was a Watford fan as well, so I used to talk to him about Watford. But um, as soon as they came up into the Premier League, I was like, yeah, yeah, good for them, and then. I was like, don't care. <laughs> so I was just like, they're, and, you know, they're a rival in a sense. Looking at Arsenal, a favourite player? Do you have any favourite players? Um, I think because, I mean, obviously when I, when I was a kid, you've, you know, I've got to say Henri, um, one of the reasons I got into Arsenal. Kanu is up there, but I think when you look at who done what for the Arsenal, I, I just, for me, Henri is the figurehead Um obviously of my my generation um but i sort of fell out of love with football after the champions league final um and when i got back into it rasiski was in the team i always loved how he played um i mean i love jack wilshire but rasiski was no one really sort of sung his praises at the time there. Everyone was talking about, you know, Eduardo, Van Persie, Jack Wilshere. Um, and I just, I just loved what Rasiski did. So for me, I'd either say Rasiski or Thierry Henry. Okay. And there's, there's talk at the moment about Aaron Ramsey and Aaron Ramsey leaving the club. Um, uh, and, there's talk about of a, a legends war with Ian Wright, uh, Thierry Henry, and a few others uh, being put over in that corner where the Henry statue is, and Aaron Ramsey going on the legends war. Mm. Would you um, would you have an objection to it? Do you think he's a legend? Do you think uh, what constitutes being a legend? I I wouldn't I wouldn't object to him being on that on that sort of mural. Um, I I wouldn't say he was a legend. Um, I mean Manny, Manny's article that he wrote, I think he summed it up greatly. Um, but the you know legend status, obviously, you've got to define what is a footballing legend and what's what. And I think yes, he scored two very important goals um, in the FA Cup finals. But then you know you look at you also look at the Cazorla goal, right? That got us back into it, in my opinion. Yes, Aaron Ramsey won it, but that free kick was astonishing. Like, it was, as soon as he lined up, you just had this feeling that that's going in. And he hit it with absolute perfection. Um, and so, so I mean, as as good as Aaron Ramsey was that season, and, and obviously won, got the goal the, the, the season after, 
he I don't think he's done enough in those years to constitute being a legend. Yes, he helped us win, but so did Cazorla, so did Giroud. Um Giroud was very, you know, very important in in a couple of those, you know, FA Cup wins. Um okay. for for me, I would I would say that, you know, looking at Giroud and what he did and helped us sort of kind of, you know, keep afloat without sort of being this this sort of world-class figurehead. I I would put him closer to legend status than Ramsey despite those goals but I you know I don't think any any player at the club at the moment could be considered a legend okay now you said you've been to the Emirates um, yes. because obviously you've been a few few of the cup games and a few league games Highbury did you did you manage to get to Highbury <sighs> no never never did You'd never did probably unfortunately. a bit too young to be traveling up and down yeah, I mean, my brother, my brother went a couple of times, and I had a family friend that was a season ticket holder. Um, so she used to go up occasionally with with the kids, but I was never that never that interested, um, or or I was just simply too young. I think I was only six or seven when my brother went. Um, so yeah, yeah, just never had the opportunity. And what about seeing Arsenal playing away? Like obviously, you've seen them playing at home. What about away yeah. games? Been many. Um, only, only Sunderland away. Um, I've done that sort of four or five times, uh, when I lived up Those there. Those fucking stairs. It's a nightmare. I tell you what, like the last, was it the last time I went? Yeah. So the last time I went, I, I, when it, the last few times I've gone, I've taken my nephews, um, cause obviously you've got to try and force, force the younglings into Arsenal. Um, but. The last time we went, they're like, "Oh, we'll race you to the top," and I'm like, "No, oh, fucking hell!" <laughs> I was like, "No, like you've got this sprightly seven and eight year olds, and they want to run to the top of the stairs," and I'm just like, "You're fucking joking!" Like, like no, I was like, "You two race, but make sure I can see you." Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, they're not good, and and that's the one thing that puts me off of going to St James's, not only because it's in Newcastle, and pff, pff, it's a shithole. But good um, night out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not a big drinker, so. <laughs> um, but just, just the the. I mean, it's even more stairs than the Stadium of Light. It's like, so I I don't know how I'd manage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Sunderland away. I've done that a few times, um, and that's that's always good. I, I I like the I like the away days. Although the last time I went was when in sort of the Wenger out was at its peak and sort of there was quite a few sort of little groups kicking off and I just I got out it's the first time I've thank- ever left a left a game early but I had to because of the kids yeah no thankfully thankfully those days are, are behind us for now at least um, and you've become involved with uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons you've been doing a bit of blogging you've done uh, I think your first blog with us uh, last week and you're also involved and you come on as a guest on quite a regular basis on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast mm. um, so tell us about how you found it and how you're finding it and how you discovered it and so on yeah I mean I don't think I've, I, I haven't done a blog yet but um but yeah, basically it was obviously, you know, because of you running it and being on Arsenal Fans Forum, um, sort of kept a close eye because it was sort of your and Mike's thing. Um, and then when you started having guests on the podcast, I was like, oh yeah, I, I said this, you know, thought this would be good to get involved with and obviously sent you a message and sort of had me on. And, you know, it was cool to know that, that people valued my opinion and sort of 
enjoyed what I had to say. So I think it just sort of went from there, just sort of keep, well, pardon me, um, just sort of keep getting involved and sort of sticking with it. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's obviously building. It's, we've got more and more people sort of from outside of the forum and obviously sharing it online and more people sort of catching sort of catching a glimpse of it now and then which is you know which is great which is sort of what we want to be doing so i think it's nice to have sort of a varied varied group of of fans with different opinions that other people are sort of enticed by so i like that um and i've done this to all the other guys as well um one line on each of the panellists. I'll read out the names and uh, we can we can go from there. So if we st- start uh, about Johnny from the Food Bank. Um, for, formerly yeah. known as Johnny from the Food Bank, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like Johnny. I, as I say, when I came up to the Blackpool game, um, sort of he walked up the coronet and sort of met him, um, ended up sitting in his seat. Um, but just, just sort of like a real sort of old school diehard fan i mean we were sat we were because obviously being a cup game there's lots of sort of not regular football goers there and because most of the people were sitting down he was just itching he was like i need to stand up like why are people sitting in the north bank like what is this i don't Um, go for that very reason yeah yeah i mean i i I totally get it i mean I, i was expecting to be standing which is why i sort of went more middle of the road because I'm I'm only five seven, just over five seven, so I'm quite short. So what I didn't want to be doing is being sort of towards the bottom, not being able to see because there's a couple of six foot blokes in front of me. So, but it was just yeah, all sat down. I was just like, this is odd, and and he thought he thought the same. So yeah, I, the, the, yeah. The, the League Cup games are a completely different audience. Mm. Scunny Mike. Yeah, I I think I've probably when whenever I've been on the on the podcast, Scunny's been there. Um, he just has such a sort of chilled outlook, but at the same time, he sort of like what I think the way he comes across, you'd think oh, he's just sort of a real casual fan, but he j- he just absolutely knows his shit, and he's I think because he's I think like me because he's not not local and doesn't get to the games that often he's a sort of a lot more involved and a lot more knowledgeable and i i think that's i think that's that's great boston hosel aka mike uh well i mean without without mike we sort of wouldn't have the wouldn't have the the guns and yellow ribbons would we so i think he's you know obviously and and yourself but um yeah, I mean, it's not, as you say, not always there, but I think his contribution and, you know, the when he when he does turn up, it's it's just like just like Mr. Ozil, um, I think invaluable. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say like you know, um, not very physical, spineless, <laughs> or anything like that. We, we, we wouldn't want to say that about Boston. Yeah, bug eyes, you know, <laughs> and and he does run the website for us as well. Which yeah, he does exactly. A very good job. So. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the very controversial Manny. I like Manny. I I, <laughs> I really like Manny. He's got he's got a great great sense of humour. I think um, good taste in music. I often shares sort of quite a few hip hop things that that I'm into as well. Um, I like the controversy. At, at first, he sort of 
used to rile me a bit because he was so negative when everybody else was just like, you know, just see how it goes, just see how it goes. And he was like, no, Arsene Wenger's trash and this player's trash. And, and I was just like, who is this guy? What, like, what is his problem? And then I was like, actually, come sort of 2016, I was like, yeah, this guy's cool. He's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Manny a lot. And come on, and finally myself. Um, this always feels a bit weird. Yeah, I, I'm sure it does. But um, just yeah, I mean, you're you're the you know you're the reason that the forum is there. I'm part of the forum and admin on the forum, and I think even though I've said a couple of things that have pissed you off, it's like you, you know you've stuck with it and you've sort of had had faith in what I have to say and sort of kept me on board and you know brought me into the podcast and. I think obviously, you know, you being sort of from Ireland and coming over and getting involved with Arsenal, I think that's also sort of fantastic that you've sort of come from no sort of real football football love to having this sort of real common love that that we all have. And Athlone Town does count, you know. Athlone Town Football Club does count. Mm, yeah, but that's just like saying Margate FC counts. No, my uncle played for them when we played Standard Liège in, in, in the oh, equivalent of the Europa League back in 1983. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I you know, I I I think you're great and I you know, you're you you sort of do so much for everybody that's involved. I I think that that, you know, it it sort of almost goes under the radar, so thank so you. I'll say thank you for that. No worries. Uh, you you said there was another topic that you wanted to talk about which was um talking about you put it in inverted commas um armchair fans. Um as as you say yourself you can't you can't get a season ticket for love and money because there's forty, fifty thousand waiting list, um, yeah. and it's the whole expense of getting up there and everything else. Go, go on, far away. You have got a couple of minutes on this. Yeah, one. I mean, quite yeah, quite a few people sort of go on about you know, oh, he's just an armchair fan, or oh, you know, his opinion's not not great. He's an armchair fan, and it and it pisses me off that probably the most. And I mean, when I was at school, uh, obviously I was into rugby. Um, and you know the football guy. If if I would sort of debate with them, you know I would use logic and I'd use facts and and sense, and I'd be like, oh no no, just stick to rugby. Oh, you don't even go. Like you you know you've never been to the Emirates, you've never even seen Arsenal. And it's like I mean I had, but like I've seen a, a Sunderland away, and but I'm just like, I'm just like this whole idea of being an armchair fan and not being a sort of a proper fan or or a good enough fan. It it just baffles me because. You know, obviously, as you say, there's there's a you know forty fifty thousand waiting list. The season tickets are expensive. Um, if you don't live in in London, obviously, it's going to cost. You know, it's going to cost to get there and back. Um, and I just you know I I know a couple of season ticket holders, and I know people that go to the game, and they're nowhere near as sort of emotionally invested or as knowledgeable about the club. You know, I'll say, oh, you know, if, if, if they don't go to the game, it's like, oh, did you see any of the game? Oh, no, you know, I haven't got around to seeing the highlights yet. Or, you know, oh, who scored or did we win? And it's just like how, you know, even like two or three days after the game, it's like, how can you not know how we got on? Like, you know, you... What do you mean? The season ticket holder doesn't know what how they got on. Yeah, like... It's it's but crazy. At the game. Oh no, no. I mean, like if it's like an away game or something. Oh, okay, um, okay. Well, that's almost a waste of a season ticket, isn't it? If you don't, I I watch every game. Yeah, same. I mean, like, 
I mean, I mean, what uh, one of them sort of like sh- you know shares a shares a season ticket with his brother, um, but. Obviously, that I, I do know that <laughs> life gets in the way, um, yeah, especially uh, especially like kids and and wives and, and jobs and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean absolutely, I I get that, but I mean like, I'm sort of not saying that that anyone's less of a fan than you know because you got a season ticket or you don't know the score or whatever. I mean, like, I'm not saying that, but what uh, and, and you know none of these these people that I'm on about have sort of said said the thing to me, but I'm just using them as an example where. Hmm. It's like I well, know that if I if I look at like the, the likes of yourself, uh, Ozil, Manny, um, and and Scunny as well, uh, don't get to many games. But yet again, your knowledge about the game and there's there's so many people. Okay, there's lots of guys on on social media platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and so on, and they know every angle of the game. They looked at an awful lot more because they can see it from a, a different angle by watching it on TV and so on. Yeah. But there's a difference by going there. You're there to be part of the game rather than just watching the game. Almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I love sort of being able to go to the game, and when you know the obviously the main main reason I don't come is you know obviously it's tough being a student um, and a musician. <laughs> uh, doesn't always have the you know the a, a solid salary being a musician, but um, to get to get from from Margate to to London and back, it's sort of like a almost a forty quid return, and so that on top of the ticket, on top of you know getting something to eat and drink, and you know I always get a program. So I mean, it's like a hundred or so quid trip, and it's you know if I was to do that sort of even just once a month, like that's that's a lot of money for me to to find, and I I would love to, I would love to be out there, be in that position. Um, well, when you're famous and you're winning, <laughs> was it mobile? No, Emmys and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Then uh, you know, remember us, little people. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have my apartment over in Highbury, and I'll come up and stay there for the weekend. Get me season ticket or sit in club level. Ne- ne- yeah, get a get a box beside Thierry Henry just <laughs> above my corner, the the, the North Bank. <laughs> yeah, and then you can you know wave down to us minions down the bottom, making all the noise, not using our <laughs> seats. Yeah, so. but I mean, I mean, I I, I love. I love sort of being there and, but I, I just, yeah, I mean, there's some people, you know, you see it on Twitter a lot, you know, like, oh, just armchair fans or whatever. It's just like, it's just like, fuck off. Like, just because we're not there does not mean we're any less of a fan. It just means we haven't got the ways and means to, to get there. Yeah, so, the access to the tickets or whatever it be. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree, you know, that, mm. that every fan should be treated the same. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and their opinion valued uh, as long as it makes fucking sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I mean, you, you know, even if even if it doesn't make a lot of sense, if they're, you know, if they're going to the game and they're sort of helping sort of, you know, push the team on the day, it's like, you know, they're all playing their part. You know, even like expanding the brand, you know, people that are fans in other countries and, uh, you know, like, like, like Boston Ozil, like, you've, you know, and some of the American Gooners, they're, you know, sometimes they they may have like totally, totally wild opinions yeah, because well, we've, they're we've got we've got James and we've got Max and we've got yeah we got Troy, Troy and yeah down, um, in, down in with all the other criminals in Australia. Ooh, <laughs> I've just alienated all the Aussies. Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's 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 fantastic, and and everyone has their different opinion. But it's like the club wouldn't be as big without these armchair fans either. 
No. Because, yeah, you can have 60,000 go to the Emirates sell out every week. But if you haven't got these armchair fans, who's going to be talking about Arsenal and bringing up Arsenal in their local and, you know, chatting about it on the bus and, you know, getting other people involved? It's, it's a good thing. Steve, it's been really good to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Nice getting to know you. Yeah, cheers. And up, up the Arsenal. Yeah, up the Arsenal. And uh, why don't we listen to a little bit of In Ramsgate by Big Steve to play us out. Shining on the harbor, and a seagull stole my chips. There's a pretty girl stood over there. I was staring at her eyes, and I wonder if she saw me, or was I sat just too far? Walks off towards the high street I stayed at the Belgian bar But I'm still waiting for my weather spoons Margate has one white on wheat Beer and a burger for a fiver Cheapest makes a man Still waiting for